Welcome to the Educate to Advocate podcast. I'm April Tate, mom of two, founder of Drops of Hope Consulting and a special education advocate. I'm Dr. Penny Stack, occupational therapist and founder of Dyslexia Center of Tulsa, where we provide team-based therapy to bring children to grade level reading. Hey, let's share with everyone why we're doing the podcast. I'm here to connect with listeners so that we don't feel alone in the process of helping our children. I'm here to broaden awareness for providers that learning difficulties are not just about learning issues or needs, it's about a person's lived experience. Let's talk about today's topic. Holidays to homeschool. Here we go. (laughs) So, you know, we think about uh, tradition and holidays, birthday parties, anniversaries, and how it used to be. Lots of family gatherings, or if we weren't going to see family, maybe we did a lot of volunteer work Mm -hmm. and we went to a community agencies that needed volunteers, but we were always typically around people or did a lot of celebrating in unique ways. And and with um, COVID and all of the changes of the pandemic, it's really, really forced us to be creative and come up with different ways of transitioning these traditions to still be meaningful, but in a way that's still healthy and safe. But I think through all this process, it really has taken a toll on mental health in regards to that separation of being social or that almost like a loss of community, if you will. Yes. I definitely think that there's a loss involved. Um, I think about all of the traditions that we have with our family. And when we're not able to do that, I do, I do mourn the idea that we're not going to be sitting down with, you know, this family to do this particular uh, tradition. But I also think that it forces us to be a little bit more creative. It forces us to do new things. And Throughout this last year, I've really, I've struggled and I've worked hard to make things special for my family and for my children. And some of those things have been really incredible. And they're traditions that I think that will keep moving forward um, that we we would have never done had we just been in the normal way of life. We would have just continued to do our traditions as we always had. Um, some examples, I think, of fun Fun traditions that are new that are coming out of the pandemic is at our school, before we were homeschooling the school that we were at, that district did this really fun teacher parade at the end of the at the end of the school year, all of the teachers met in in the school parking lot and they would drive through every neighborhood that that school serviced. They would decorate their cars and they would, some of them even dressed funny and they would drive through the neighborhood honking and yelling and waving at the kids. And it was so much fun. We made posters with lots of glitter. There's still glitter glued to my front porch. (laughs) (laughs) And we would go outside and we'd hold our signs up. And when my kids would see their teachers, they would light up and it was really fun. And afterwards talking to several of the teachers they were like oh this this was an incredible experience we need to do this every year perfect example of something fun a tradition that's going to come out of this pandemic i know you know for example my family we did you know drive by birthdays I hope that we don't have drive-by birthdays for the rest of our lives, but it was really a special and different memory for our kids. And could that be added to a traditional birthday celebration? I saw a lot a lot of signs in yards, more than I usually do. You know, happy birthday, Sarah. Yes. Tons of those more than I've seen in the past. Yeah, so fun. And I mean, it's, it's just, I think 
I think the pandemic has brought around an awareness and an appreciation for the smaller things that we have kind of let go. Um, Oh, a birthday sign in the yard. Whereas it might have been fun to drive by a birthday sign in the yard a year or two ago. Now it's like, oh, somebody's having a birthday. It is exciting. Even strangers in my neighborhood. I'm like, oh, happy birthday, Hong Kong. Yes, it's true. And when I think about some of the changes in our home just for tradition, they've been really small. For example, I'm taking more time to walk the dogs. Mm -hmm. I was so busy driving to and from, and I'm doing a lot more work from home. So now instead of commuting, I'm walking the dogs. Or my husband's now getting spoiled because now I (laughs) bake bread once a week for him. (laughs) Oh, nice. Right? So he's loving that. But are these things that I want to continue as time goes on? Sure. You know, like you said, it gives us a lot more appreciation for what's going on and helps keep us centered Mm -hmm. and more connected with our families. So, you know, we're looking at this time of year where we are now transitioning from some downtime. We've had a a winter break and now we're transitioning back into a routine for school, Mm -hmm. whether we're homeschooling or going back to brick and mortar, whatever that might look like. You have some really great tips for how you've transitioned your children traditionally. I'd love for you to share those. Well, traditionally, when it, well, it's it's pretty similar, uh, regardless of whether we're going back to brick and mortar, virtual, or homeschool. We'll be going back to homeschool, and so. What I would suggest for any parent transitioning, regardless of how your how your schooling is, to start about a week and a half before and to start planting seeds, we're going back to school on X date. We have a week and a half left just to kind of help the kids get this, get this in their mind and get their brain wrapped around, oh, life is about to change. Because at my house, when we're on break, we are on break. All of our schedules go out the window. We play. We play late. We sleep in. Our schedules are just not what they normally are. And so we start about a week and a half early planting the seed. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Then at a week, we start implementing our routines again. So we start sticking to our bedtime, whereas when we're on break, we don't really do bedtime. But once we're headed back to school that week before, we start our bedtime again, and we are strict about it because – We know that if we aren't strict now, it's going to be really hard when they have to get up early in the morning a week from now. We also try and get up at the at the reasonable time that we're supposed to get up for school. So not only do we go to bed early, we make the extra effort to get up early. Even if we're not going to school and even if we're just going to play and have a good day, we start getting our timing down. We also... um, institute our routines, our bedtime routines and our morning routines, which usually just go out the window during a break. We do what we want. We're wild and crazy at the Tate House. (laughs) Almost like vacation, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, We start our bedtime routines. Okay, did you take a shower? Did you brush your teeth? Did you, you know, get your pajamas out? Do you know what you're going to wear for school tomorrow? Do you have all of the things that you need to be ready for school tomorrow? We might not have some of those things going the week before, but we just start getting back into that groove. When we wake up in the morning with our alarm clock, not just when we want to, we come downstairs, we take our vitamins, we have breakfast, we we just we get dressed for our day. And really putting those schedules in place is helpful for a child no matter how you're transitioning back. Uh, something that's 
really important for us at our house with homeschooling is we have a specific space for our homeschool. We're really fortunate. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people do homeschool at the kitchen table, and that's a great place to do it if that's where you you have school. Um, But we're really fortunate to have an extra bedroom that we've transitioned into a school room. And it's really nice because we walk in, and when we walk in that door, we know we're there for school. And we do our schoolwork And then we leave. And when we walk out, we shut that door and we don't go back in until it's time to go (laughs) back to school tomorrow. And it's a really nice uh, way to separate your day. You're already in this holiday fog of, is it April? Is it December? Is it January? What day is it? Are we go? What? (laughs) And so it's really nice to start that routine Start the schedule and then just to have a designated space. And even if it is your coffee, your your living room table or your um, dining room table where you do school, maybe start putting that space together. Here are our computers. Here's our pencil cup. Here are our supplies. Here, here's your chair. Here, and just starting to lay out that space where that it, where it's organized and they can see okay, we're going back to school. When I sit down at this table, it's not to play a board game. It's not to be silly. It's time to focus and get ready for school. You know, and the other thing you mentioned, when kids are at school, they either have a locker where they put all their school school items or they have a desk with a little cubby hole in it. They can put it, but they've got a place to put their things. And so if we're doing school in a shared community space, such as the kitchen or the dining room table, you know, to have a corner of the room where everything can be put up. Yes. Because that's your way of closing the door, mm-hmm. right? And that's where it stays until you need to work on homework or get back to it. But it just helps separate that space and transition it from school to now fun or whatever it needs to be. Yeah. And we even take it a step farther. When we do homework, we don't do our homework in our schoolroom. Homework is something oh. that we do after school. This is extra. This is something that you're doing, you know, not curriculum that we're sitting and learning and teaching and and actively doing together, we close the door on that schoolroom and then we go play, jump, ride our bikes. And then when it's time for us to do homework, they sit down at the kitchen counter and they do their homework. That's smart. And it just it just really helps to keep a separated space for them, just like they would have if they were going to school. They go to school and then when they're done, they come home and we eat a snack and we sit down at the counter and we do our homework. And just that different compartmentalization, I think, is really important for them just to stay organized and to know what's expected of them when. And the schedule, you spoke about the schedule helping out the kiddos. I imagine the schedule helps out parents, right? Because (laughs) the kids, you know, there are a lot of children. I know children that have dyslexia, and and I'm sure this may carry over to children that have other learning differences. Change is hard. Mm -hmm. And even if they're sitting there watching TV and you say, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go to the store, there could be a meltdown mm-hmm. and you have to give them that warning. Okay. In 10 minutes, we're going to the store. Okay. In five minutes, we need to shut off the TV. Okay. Now we need to get up and get your coat and you need to transition them through. So easing them into the bedtime routine, the morning routine, the structure of the day, then when it is time for school, there's not an overwhelming amount of stress on you or the child because everybody understands the expectations of the day. And it just makes it such a smoother way to make that transition. Very true. And I would take that a step farther. For parents, 
I think for my mental health, my <laughs> mental sanity, it's really nice to start that routine too because then I'm going to bed at a decent time. I'm not right. staying up late. I'm getting up early. So not only am I preparing them, their minds, and their bodies, I'm preparing myself, my mind, and my body that this is what's going to be expected of me. This is my job that I have to get back to. And if I can do that, then it makes it easier for them. If I wake up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. They feed off of that and they're like, oh sure. mom, let's not. Right. And <laughs> Maybe like, I can okay, talk her into it. Not, right. You're all going back to bed. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. That part of that morning routine even though you may be homeschooling, part of that morning routine is still getting dressed, mm -hmm. brushing your teeth, combing your hair as if you were leaving the house. Yes. Now, I will say we do occasionally have a pajama day, and I think that that is really good. Tuesdays, we have no Zoom calls. So if it's going to happen, Tuesday's our day. <laughs> um, but we still brush our teeth, and we, you know, we make sure we have on shirts and shorts and, you know, all of the all of the clothes needed for the day. And um, it just, to me, it sets them up for our day is starting. It's time. I do the same thing. I change out of my pajamas. I might get into, you know, athletic leisure wear that is, you know, might as well be pajamas. More comfortable than pajamas? <laughs> yes. But I do make a change and, you know, I – I get ready for my day and it just helps them mentally. It helps me mentally to say, okay, I'm not sitting around drinking coffee. It's time to get to work. You know, I remember we were chatting before we turned the podcast on when we were talking about the topic of today and we we're talking about traditions. You had mentioned that you were wondering if your children preferred homeschooling over being at the actual school because homeschooling was never your plan and this just happened so suddenly and you're thrusted into this and so are your children. And I remember you were saying, yeah, well, we only have school four days a week and uh, then there's Fun Friday, so who wouldn't like that? But what a great new tradition. And can you share with our listeners what Fun Friday is, kind of give some examples? I can. So we have a flexible learning plan. And so as long as we get our work done for the week, we can do that in two days. We can do it in five days. And it's our goal to do it in four days. And so I tell our I tell our children, these are this are these are the things that we have to get done this week. And I write out a schedule for them to help them get that work accomplished in four days. And so I use that as a driver. I tell them, you know, if we get this done, then we get Friday off. We don't have to go to school on Friday. And then I always plan something fun on Fridays. We spend a lot of time outside. Right now, um, during the winter, it's hard. It's cold. It's yucky. It's difficult to find things, but sometimes we just go and pick up donuts, and we have a fire pit in our backyard. <laughs> we set a fire, and we have fireside donuts, and we hang out and bundle up, and then, you know, if we need to go in and watch a movie or play a board game or make hot chocolate and have more sugar, that's what we do because it's Fun Friday. <laughs> that's awesome. So some of the key things that I took away from this was we need to all just take a deep breath and acknowledge the reality, almost like a loss mm -hmm. of what our traditions used to look like. But as we're on that exhale of taking that deep breath, welcoming all the new positive changes that the new traditions can bring, knowing that if we have the opportunity to go back to those other traditions, we could maybe weave these new traditions in. Mm -hmm. And that that's a huge value and, and very meaningful. And to just give ourselves grace for that. And to know that that's normal. And also m be mindful of planning the transition, right? We've gone from 
relaxing for two or three weeks with really no academic responsibilities. Now we have to get back in the swing of that. Gradually bring them into it helps not only the child, but brings sanity to us as parents for sure. And I liked what you said about how you uh, planned your fun Fridays. So, so Okay, I was going to say fun, not spontaneous, but it is, right? <laughs> I just realized what I was about to say. But sometimes you do have to be mindful about planning fun and get creative and being a little fluid with that. And so I love that you guys have fun Fridays. I think that's a great way to wrap up a stressful week or even just a week. And again, it's another tradition that transitions you from we've worked hard all week and now we're going into our weekend where we can relax. And it's a great way to make that transition. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that you say that it's really important to give ourselves grace because again, it's, it's a hard time. Everything is different than we are used to having things and we have to be flexible and give ourselves that grace. It is it's such an isolating time and we want to do what we can to step out of that isolation and to find hope and to find joy in this very strange time. And a big part of that is just giving yourself the grace to make those changes and to say, okay, well, this doesn't look the way that I've always thought that it should look. So what are we going to do to make it different? And how are we going to enjoy that? Um, I think, again, transitioning is really important. I think it takes some time and it, thinks, it takes a little bit of um, thought to getting your child into this transition process. But I think if you do it, it will make a big difference in not only your day, but your children's days. And planning fun is really important. We work really hard throughout the week. And fun Fridays might seem silly, but it's a really good time for us to go from really pushing hard and learning and having frustrations to we made it through that. Now let's let our hair down and laugh and do something great. Even if it's tiny, even if it's huge, whatever it is, we're going to enjoy each other and just be thankful that we've had this time together and make memories as much as we possibly can because that's that's the beauty of this extra time that we've gotten, that we've, that we've been given. You're embracing today. Yeah. Well, we hope that we leave you today feeling empowered to advocate. Thank you so much for making us a small part of your day. We would love to hear from you and what's on your mind. Email us questions and comments at educate to advocate at gmail.com. Listen for your topic to be on a future podcast. Connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe and listen to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Alexa, and on most podcast platforms.